0: Spot. That's my spot, Joe Sway. There we go. <laughs> Somebody asked that the other day.
2: Why is Donald going to get the top left? I'm like, that's a spot. I just Come like what? it here. I like it here. I'm yeah, comfy. Right. That's, I'm not, I don't have no issue to do with it.
0: Jimmy, I, I told know. you, you can't manhandle the mic like that. It's got to be sitting. I know. I just have to get it out of my system. We can I hear all word. of that
2: fumbling around. Um, yeah, we can see how excited you are. Is it big, a brand new mic or something?
0: Big win. We're going to get right into it. Big audience already kind of waiting. Excited off a win. And talk about it, a phenomenal win, as Bobby Manning likes to call everything, phenomenal. Um, uh, and it's hard to argue. It's a, this is a team that beat you last time, though you were short. Um, they're without Gordon Hayward tonight, but that's not excuse enough. It's, uh, it's a game that was trending in that direction where, like, here we freaking go again. And a lead is slipping away, 11-point lead with four minutes left, and the game is tied late. When Rozier hit that three, I know we were all thinking it. Uh, and they held on. They they, they did a couple. They they did great. They 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 didn't settle for shots. Tatum went to the bucket. They got to the free throw line. They got stuff going to the rim. Two phenomenal defensive stops late. Rob Williams obviously with the block. Uh, Jalen Brown contests there on that Lamelo one, forcing an air ball. Uh, and that's it. Clutch. The Rob uh, block. The Rob block. That big per- huge big performances the in the block. clutch. Yeah, and yeah. they did it, and they win. Yeah. Big win. And they needed this. They needed Look at this, these guys. records, guys. 28 and 25, 28 and 24. They're creeping.
2: I mean, they needed this because I felt like they were going to start getting this false sense of, of security, right? Like, oh, yeah, you know, we either blow teams out by 20 or we're going to lose in the fourth quarter in a, in a new way. right? It seemed like they were finding new ways to blow these fourth quarter leads or, or to go into the fourth quarter with a completely different game plan. But that wasn't the case. you know. I thought Jason Tatum in particular, the last few minutes of the, of the game, he had two back-to-back possessions going straight to the rim, and that's exactly what we want to see. That's exactly what we were complaining about when we don't see it. So I thought that was huge. He was also uh, perfect from the free throw line. I would like to see him get there a little more. Um, my only beef, I think, from Tatum is the uh, the chirping. He earned that technical foul not in that moment, but it was he was earned throughout the course of the, of the game. Look, I'm not to keep you know, I'll keep things positive, but I, I can't help but notice that you know, like that technical foul could have went very differently for the Celtics. You know, Rob Williams doesn't make that block. Who knows, maybe this thing goes into OT, but either way, uh, we're seeing improvements from the Celtics team because those are the type of wins that really uh, are, are going to shape you, you know, the one that you have to really fight for. And I felt like the Celtics, granted, they have won four of the, out of the last five. They didn't have to really fight for those wins in the last three, four minutes of the game. So I thought that was significant tonight.
0: Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. Bobby, what's going on, buddy?
1: Nothing, what just Bob? hopped out of email. Not a, not a ton from him, shots falling. Essentially, the message here, he says he thinks that they did a lot of the things that they've done in other games, especially recent games, and they were able to get more shots to fall in this one. Um, but overall, I thought this was just outstanding, like much of what Joe Sway said there. This is the best win of the year. I can't think of a close second, just considering the amount of contributors that they had, uh, the The stable they, they had. Two bench yes. players played tonight. I don't understand this argument, Jimmy. No. The, this, this is their rotation who else do you expect to jump in and play and help
3: how do you expect them to sustain that
1: maybe they don't but it's better that they did it here than they didn't they played a really good team i i hold the hornets in enormous regard i think they're one of the best teams in the east uh they were pressuring them all game long celtics turned the ball over a ton they had a very tumultuous moment late that joe sway talked about there with the technical and the game time three after and they got up and made two or three plays there and Pull the game out. I mean, they were 9 and 17 in clutch situations coming into this one, and they handled this one, I thought, exceptionally. So I'm not, I, I don't know how you nitpick this one. They were just. They held it off. It's, so not it's, a, it's not
0: a nitpick. They they did what they had to do to win late. It's a good win against a quality opponent. They lose this game a couple of weeks ago, I think. So uh, everything trending in the right direction. You have another good Marcus Smart game. It's concerning when your two stars play poorly because you're not going to win a lot of games when these guys play well. So that was counterbalanced by uh, exceptional performance by Josh Richardson, um, you know, coming off the bench there. Uh, you know, Jalen was rough. Uh, all game long, so you don't love that. So, like again, it's like it's not a perfect game uh, by no, any not. means, but it's it's, the, good, most com- it's the most it's the most complete a, game, is how I put it. It's a good gritty win, you know, because yeah, some stuff some, some stuff wasn't going your way and you overcame it, which is great. So, like, it's nice to know that you can compensate for nights that those guys are off. Um, I, I don't know that they can do it a lot because I, I don't have a ton of fe- faith in this bench, but you also well, don't expect. You don't expect Brown and Tatum, you know, to both be cold uh, and have rough games this often. Again, Browns, we'll get into Brown a little bit later. You know, definitely a rough game, and he's in the news for different reasons. But smart, again, uh, great, Rob, making plays late. You know, a lot of positive, like, positive, positive things coming off of this game.
3: Well, we always criticize. And the 30
0: assists, I mean, it's yeah. always. always criticize well, We always,
3: criticize them. We always yeah. criticize them when Brown and Tatum don't play well and nobody steps up. So we have to give credit where it's due. I mean, yeah, they 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 went to a, a very you know short rotation tonight, but Richardson played like a guy that you know he, he couldn't miss a shot out there. So I mean, why not play him extra minutes? Yeah. And why not? Why why go to Neesmith and Romeo and and those guys for you know for what? You know, we know what they're capable of on offense, and it isn't much. So um, I'm happy with the way that people stepped up. And yeah, I mean, Tatum and Brown didn't have their shots going tonight. Um, but I thought that they still contributed on the defensive end. Um, and, you know, down the stretch there, Tatum made some pretty big baskets for them. So that was nice. Yeah. And, you know, we mentioned Rob coming up big late in that game there with the big block. I mean, P.J. Washington couldn't even get the ball out of his – he thought he had a clean shot. And the ball didn't even get out of his And that happens all hands. the time
1: with Rob. <laughs> you wonder how guys don't account for that at this point. Uh, he's able to make a number of plays at the three-point line there. Just incredible. And he set a tone early in this game, too. I thought Rob was just awesome here. Um, Everybody like up and down and Brown Tatum, what they didn't do in shot making, I thought they made up for with other things, Uh, the charge take by Brown, the uh, playmaking late by Tatum, getting in the lane, driving and kicking, all those different things there made up for the fact that they didn't have the biggest scoring nights in the world. And you know what, that's what you want to see those two players start to do. They're not going to solve every game with their scoring especially when teams take them out of the game that's not what the hornets did here but they were still able to uh turn up the playmaking and get baskets for richardson grant those type of guys yep no doubt
2: yeah i thought they did a really good job from the beginning of just uh, just passing the ball but also recognizing the weak side constantly i mean you saw those open looks for grant williams you know you saw obviously uh josh richardson get hot and it's funny you say that to me because I was just uh, I was telling Bobby towards the end of that fourth quarter. I'm like, Richardson. It's rare that he's earned, you know, that that moment at the end of the fourth quarter. But like, this is easily his best game of the season. So it's it's interesting how different the, the the Celtics offense can be, you know, when he's hot the way he is from, from the perimeter. So I thought Eme did a really good job keeping him in there.
3: Season high 12 boards for our our guy Al tonight too. Can't uh, can't forget him yeah that's all I have you to can say about Al. you can that's all I have to say Season
0: um, no it's good um it was good sorry we're gonna bring Bobby back in just a second It's a little bit noisy where we are there um so just wait hey, how's that's... the noise how's the noise around you buddy it's better it's better
2: but um that group of people it really wasn't that funny I don't know what the joke was but they were no laughing funny. on this show didn't get the yeah. uh, <sighs> it wasn't great it wasn't a great joke.
0: <laughs> I put
2: Bobby uh, onto know, my spot. Oh wait, looks like he's looks like he's he's moving.
0: Right. I made him move. I made him move. Oh, it, was, gotcha, gotcha. It, it was loud. The the robots were fighting behind him again.
2: <laughs> the Transformers were going up. Huh?
0: The Transformers. is another Transformer, you know, battle. Um so yeah, I mean look, I I'm not gonna lie. in a weird way I actually like the Miami game a little better, even though they were totally depleted. That was like soup to nuts, like as complete a game as you had. But again, the opponent was a bit of a chump. Uh, The Charlotte's exactly the type of team you have to be able to compete with. Right. You know, like those are the guys in front of you. Those are the guys you're trying to leapfrog into your five and into your five and your six spots. You know, like you're not cracking that top two or three in the East, but like you're trying to play yourself up, you know, and around these guys. And again, record wise, they're right there now. So, Oh, well, I'll, I'll ask you guys point blank the way. The Celtics are playing now. Um, Charlotte at full strength. Who, who, who are you taking?
2: Um,
4: I'm right still
2: taking I'm, I'm, I'm still taking the Celtics honestly, just because the way this team has been playing. But it wouldn't have been remotely this easy. I mean, they got a lot of guys, and that's the reason why I think the Charlotte Hornets match up so well with the Celtics. Right? They have guys that can put the ball on the floor. You know, they can really make you defend. And the Celtics just they, they've, they've struggled to keep that defensive intensity uh, for four quarters straight. But they did a really good job tonight. You know. Obviously obviously there was a different uh different you know approach c- compared to what we've seen in the past but if this team is completely healthy i mean i, I would i would say it would, it would be much closer it would have been a tougher fight but i still probably give it to the Celtics i, I mean but listen the, the standings do-, do matter i mean you you have uh, a couple of matchups coming up where you can really catch up here the brooklyn nets i mean way you 3 games behind brooklyn for the 6th place and-, and and you got a couple of games where you can really catch up in that race i mean that's big here. I mean, we talked about this part of the season how the Celtics have to start picking up wins here. But um, the guy beating teams that are right in front of you all, in, in the standings, that that's that's huge. That that would bode well for this team in in terms of them securing a playoff spot. I know it's maybe a little too early to talk about that, but uh yeah. it's worth it's worth bringing up because this is how uh, this is how under underwhelming this team has been all season long. Well, it so- is.
0: We're starved for it. Go ahead, Jimmy.
2: Yeah, exactly. We're starting for it, right? That's why Bobby's
0: like, this is the best game in the history of my life. And I'm like, Bobby, come on. Like, you know? How 30 Bobby? The kids, but he's dying. He's dying for something, right? Because, yeah, I mean, yeah. People, you know?
3: this has been the last two seasons. The, these are the types of games where you hang on to them a little bit longer because, damn, I mean, you're really searching for something, right? Now, I don't want to jump too far ahead here, but Celtics are, I think we can all agree, playing much better as of late right around the time it's the trade deadline you know who's who's playing the best as of late Marcus Smart who played probably the best tonight um you know Josh Richardson Josh Richard Richardson Jesus I'll call him I'll on. call
0: him Jason Richardson right up until we trade him I, I promise you yeah that. you've done that a couple of times and <laughs> well, I've, guys, I've done it just, I've you just I've, stopped <laughs> I've written it I will call him Jason for the rest <laughs> of my life until he's yeah. no longer a
2: I wish yeah. it was Jason that'd be sweet I know. And then I think you yelled out, I think you yelled out a damn it the last time you said it.
3: <laughs>
4: yeah. I and then Schroeder. So
3: you have three guys, and Schroeder didn't do much tonight. I know he's banked up or whatever it is. But you have two guys, let's say, who you know are very important to the success of this team this season. So again, this goes back to what we've been saying all season long. What's the goal of this team? Is the goal to make a playoff run, or what is, is the, the goal point of this
0: podcast? What is the
3: point of this podcast? What is the point of this team? <laughs> what is the point of this trade deadline? You know, like what what are they thinking in the in the in Brad Stevens' office right now, or, or Wicks' office? Are they are they just gonna get rid of Schroeder and and get rid of Richardson to save a couple bucks and to you know pretend that they're looking towards the future? And and if that's the case, then you you don't have enough to roll with Charlotte or to roll with these teams that you're fighting for playoff positioning for. You're not deep enough. So which one is it? I guess, you know, how, how many more games like tonight um, do we need to see before the trade deadline, before people are saying, oh, well, they should be buyers or they should just stay put, you know, ride this thing out Again, and see if, yeah. if they can get anywhere?
0: I don't know. Again, I'm sorry. I didn't love tonight. I, I loved how I it I didn't ended. love it,
3: but, they, I, but I, they but they, pulled it off. They pulled I, it off. I, I loved that
0: they that. pulled it off. I didn't love tonight because, like we said, the super high turnovers and the, and the poor games from your stars, but I loved – things about tonight and i love that they closed tonight the way they did let's bring in Sharad blakely to tell us what hey. he loves about tonight Sherrod, hey, fellas, what
5: what's going on guys tonight? what up bro um you guys can hear me okay yes sir clear. all right yeah
3: okay. man Sound actually, good. John,
5: you know what john i actually love the fact that their best players didn't play well and i'm gonna tell you why. you're going to need win to win games like you're going yep. to need someone not named Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown to actually carry you for long stretches of the game. And I thought Marcus Smart, Josh Richardson, uh, you know, Grant Williams had some big plays and, and, and certainly, you know, Rob Williams with the block there in the last minute, huge plays from guys not named Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. But, you know, the, probably the, for me the most disturbing part about the game was that sequence where Tatum picked up the foul that he was not happy about. Then he picked up the tech and then, you know, he, they're on offense, and the ball goes off of uh, the defender's foot. Could have easily gone on Tatum's foot, so they caught a break there. Little things like that. Tatum needs to clean up on nights like this when his shot isn't falling. That to me was the most bothersome part about it, this game. But other than that, I, I loved a lot of what I saw there.
0: It is odd. It's almost like you know, you know, like you've got like you know a kid with emotional problems, and they get themselves ramped up, and you can't calm them down. It's really right. bizarre. Yeah. That, You know, like, okay, okay, take a breath, take a breath. You know, it's and there's no one around who
5: can do that. There's no one around who who could calm him down, which bothered me.
0: It's so strange that he can't can't check it, you know, that I gotta get this complaint out. And everyone's like, Marcus thankfully stepped in. He's like, dude, yo, Scal screaming from the sideline, someone get in front of him, man. You know, like, it was like. Flipping out. It is bizarre. He can't let that go. You can't have that. And again, especially at that point, we'd again. be killing him right now if they lost that game for losing his composure late. That would be a disaster. But yeah, it, it ended up being a blip. I liked some things that he did. They were still moving the ball late, they yes. were still going to the basket, which is stuff that they hadn't been doing. Um, which was good early in the fourth, I was worried because they got three happy, right? Um, mm. and I was like, uh oh. And, you know, the lead started going away, but they, they, when they needed them, they, they, they took it to the basket. You know, Tatum did that one time he got those free throws, Uh, you know, smart got to the free throw line as well. They hit them late. And then obviously defense defense kind of wraps it up. So again. Just just the closing of this game is enough to be happy about it, considering, you know, you see what's happening. Rozier hits that three. NBC puts the graphic on the screen. Four and 12, and games uh, decided by five points or less. And we're like, and it is Groundhog Day. So we're like, right. you know, here we go, man. It's actually Groundhog Day. Um, yes. and, it didn't, and it didn't happen. So good for them. Um, it's also, the Brown
2: it's Brown also Hog- my daughter's Brown birthday. Hog- oh, nice. Happy birthday. And my sister's I'll birthday just- today. No, now you just make stuff my, up. Yeah,
4: and my friend birthday.
0: Adam Fine and Rich Bertman's birthdays. Oh, today a lot, too. A lot of birthdays. On. Yeah. Come
2: on. The mother and the daughter say the same birthday? I don't believe it. I don't believe it. They do? That's what he said.
0: That's awesome. Wow. My mom and just I are my and, my mom and I are one time. day apart. My my mom and
3: I are one day apart.
2: I have a cousin that wow. Their birthday with. But that's it.
3: Mother, on. daughter, what's the My birthday is in October for everybody listening. <laughs> there we
0: go, Jimmy. Um, along with Nick Gelso.
3: Along with Nick Joseph, you are correct. I think I'm a couple weeks before Nick, or no,
5: maybe a couple of days. I forget. Couple oh, days Jimmy, but- Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. Let's just drop the Jimmy a- and just call you me. You, Kai, me, you guys are winning the same, man. Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy. <laughs> All right,
0: just want to remind everybody about our exclusive wagering partner, Bet Online. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond bet online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action in 2022 new year and new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit just use the promo code clns50 to get started from football basketball Hockey, boxing, UFC, your Vegas favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available in 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Once again, that promo code CLNS50 to get a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's it, baby. All right. So when are we going to get into the controversy? What about-
2: <laughs> gonna say that uh, that groundhog died, didn't he? Didn't the groundhog die? I'm not at that What
3: Punks Punks Tani Tani die, Phil?
0: Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah you mean he mean you, you,
0: you think today he woke up, turned around, and died? Stage fright, no, but
2: couldn't okay, handle the pressure before two, before the second, you know, he couldn't
0: fake fake news
2: dude i mean it's probably about? a
3: different one than it, it's probably <laughs> the groundhog gone. didn't
0: die Whoa, today would that, mean, going, like, would the, that the, mean like
3: would that mean like i the Celtics the Celtics
4: metaphor because it's not i hadn't heard that one either <laughs> yeah
3: okay. honestly like, i wouldn't be shocked if he died i mean t- uh, in a year like like the way things are going all you have to do is see his shadow and he just dies on the yeah, spot the
0: groundhog <laughs> died of covid and we're a stage for the rest of our lives yeah yeah. Joe Sway what are we talking about here
3: uh, so Fake again news Joe Sway
0: <laughs> yes Groundhog, so the uh, you know Bobby Bobby got had to relocate but Bobby thought this was the win of the year so Bobby why
1: I I thought the two-way effort, the complete effort, not faltering start to finish and blowing the lead, you know, they let them tie it in the end there, but overall, they were just able to withstand a bunch of different Hornets charges, and that's something they haven't been able to do this year. They've routinely crumpled, and outside of that Tatum technical foul sequence there, there was really no moment where they just crumbled, and... Couldn't make plays. They smart and others were just doing it all game long. Tatum was getting downhill. Well, the passing yeah. sequences were crisp. It was just the most complete win of the year by far. I can't even think of a close number two. Um.
0: Yeah. I don't know. They did blow an eleven point lead from the three fifty eight mark to a minute yeah. left, and so that wasn't great. And thankfully they held them off late. But it, it was. Well, it
1: the was Hornets tre- a really good team. I I would argue the Hornets are better than the Celtics. They are. No, Bobby, but I was Bobby struck- meant the
2: year 20, 2022, right? Bobby, you mean? best win of 2022. The season. The, only, the season the as a whole. Was
0: frust- the only thing I was frustrated <laughs> I with tried, was the it. way they were shooting and their <laughs> well assist done, totals. Well done, yeah Well done. I thought <laughs> I they should have been up a lot more. <laughs> I actually thought, like, when it was 6-7. Well, they'll,
1: they'll blow out the Nets next week and they'll top it. They, they, I think know, it should have like, been. It's steps. Oh,
0: man. They let them hang around. I was a little bit worried. But, again, That'd they got easy. it done late.
5: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's really what it comes down to is is them being really under the – under fire – having to execute, having to make plays to get the win, and they were able to do that. And yeah. to me, I, I think, you know, if, if you're E-Man, you, you're really pleased at the fact that your guys got it done defensively. Uh, there were so many, you know, just little little plays that didn't even, you know, they may not show up as, as jumping off the stat sheet besides Rob's block, obviously, but just the rotations defensively, making sure that guys did not have too much space when it mattered most. Uh, yeah. You know, the what, this was really defensively, I thought, one of their better games against uh, a team that wasn't necessarily having a, one of those just off-night shooting. The Celtics were the reason why Charlotte wasn't shooting as well as they would like, whereas we've seen a lot of games where teams just are missing wide-open shots, uh, and it makes the Celtics' defensive right. numbers look good, but that's just not what happened. This was a earned victory against a quality team, the type of team that if you're going to make some moves, you got to win these games. And I think that the sense of character for this team, I think they needed these kind of wins.
2: You know, like I said from the top, I mean, these blowout wins, sure, we love to see themselves do what they're supposed to do against those shorthanded teams. But to see them in that stretch where, okay, the sky's falling again, what are you going to do to react? And they came out with authority on both ends, and that's exactly what you want to see. You want you want the, the Celtics to have those kind of experiences from between now and April, and and the ones where they end up victorious on the other end. You know, not the lopsided. You know, you you threw the game away in the fourth quarter. You know, all over again and reverted back to bad habit. They had a completely different approach tonight.
0: Yeah, uh, w- let me ask you guys about this. Um, because somebody you know, it was an interesting point I, I thought somebody made, but it they've clearly settled in on, I think, their kind of bread and butter lineup at this point seems to be the starters with uh, Richardson instead of Al um and then the question is why aren't you starting with that and again there's nothing to be said they, they had another good start again today and they've been starting games strong of late so the, the the doldrums that they went through with that kind of double big lineup where they were starting quarters really slow they had a lot of bobby we talked about those 40 point halves where you know the offense was just stuck in mud and you know on those games where tatum was coming out of the gate shooting poorly to start it felt like there was just no offense there but That appears to be the lineup that they're they're digging right now. Ime had a curious comment last game about why he didn't play Al, you know, uh, why he's not closing with him. And the rationale doesn't explain why he wouldn't close with him, but why he's starting with him. So I'm not sure, like, is this a crutch? Is this going away? Is eventually it going to evolve and move on? Because I really do think, not you just know, I the, get at this not, point, John. It's not the double big. I just really think I really think Rob and Al should split the center minutes for the whole game. 48 minutes should go just to those two and so you're not worried about anything else. I really do think that that would be valuable. Uh just, you know, it's not that I hate the defensive effort that they're getting off, but Richard is Richardson is a good defensive player. I think against teams that aren't friggin' really big there. I don't know why you're afraid of that. I, I'm not really sure why he's hesitant to make that switch. We've talked about doing it with Grant. We've talked about doing it uh, with Romeo. Romeo didn't work. If Richardson's going to shoot like this and he's going to give you a little bit more pace and space, it seems like what they'd be looking for. So I'm wondering, I'm not saying like it's the worst thing in the world. I'm wondering
5: if they'll think about going there
0: because he's clearly,
5: he's clearly digging that lineup. I think they'll think about it, but here's the thing, John, with, with Al, you know exactly what you're getting. Worst case scenario, which is a guy that's going to defend and get your rebounds early on, and that I think in May's mind helps set the tone for the rest of the game. If you have Richardson in there, he may get hot, but it's a little. I think it's a little bit harder for him to do that when you're opening the game yeah. with Tatum and Brown, who you know are going to be looking for their shots early on. Yeah. So as the game progresses, it makes sense to go with Josh Richardson because Josh is he's a he's a savvy vet who figure out where he can get in and fit in. And once he does that, you have to put him out there because he's one of your typically he's one of your top three or four players the last couple of weeks. So I understand why Eme does it. But to your point, John, if if Grant could just rebound the ball a little bit better, I think that you would see that transition. But the fact is, when Grant's out there, he ain't getting no damn rebounds.
4: He'll knock
5: down some threes. That's just not who he's just not built for that. this This is not what he does, right?
1: He's no. still the only guy that gets picked on a little bit at times, depending Who? on who's a out there bit? on the
5: opposing
0: team. Grant. Who's that? Grant.
1: No, I, Grant, I don't. You, I don't think
0: Grant gets picked on. Yeah,
1: I don't think he gets picked on a lot anymore. I, I, think, he lot anymore. I, I think he's had a rock solid defensive season. His rotation. Uh, again. We're using rock solid.
0: When Bobby says rock solid, he means <laughs> right around average. Okay. That should be like a drink. That should be, be like a phenom- drink be- right there. The be Bobby Glossary. About. Phenomenal is good. <laughs> Rock solid is,
1: you know, like. <laughs> Listen, I can find a bunch of tape this year. Grant really staying in front of guys, using his feet well, and playing good defense. He is. I'm just waiting for you to center out solid, Bobby. That's what I'm waiting for. And, and, and that would be the reason to put him in there. The problem is you're elite defensively <laughs> in the units are starting games with. Yes, and that's actually the right description. There we go. I know. You lot. <laughs> <Hart-Ovalon. laughs> No team with 200 minutes. Only the Minnesota Timberwolves have a better lineup with 200 minutes in that starting unit. And you know what? Why would you get away from it? Why would you get away from it when it's playing so well? They're packing the paint. Teams have to run away on their initial drives because Rob's help side. Horford's containing. Horford can rotate out on the perimeter. There's no team that defends like them. And, you know, what? I'm getting pretty close to saying that they have the best defense in the NBA. In I mean, the when the think of, Rob's, of sports. When, you, when you're thinking of Rob's help side <laughs> this, defense, this the versatility that Horford plays with, Smart's point of attack, And the length that Brown and Tatum can rotate inside with, I mean, they're thin, Jimmy. I agree with that. Like, their bench (laughs) has to get figured out. But the starters, they have found something there. And they got to roll with it until it becomes a problem. And right now, it's their biggest asset, the defense that that group plays with. I mean, they're playing with more pace in that group. So the offense is getting better with that combination. Guys are hitting shots at a higher level. Now the movement is good. I'm perfectly okay with that starting lineup at this point. I think it's a big asset for them. I really do. Fair enough. So oh. you're so you guys are fine. I'm not say I'm not freaking out the way I
0: was before. I still just think offensively the numbers are amazing. John. I think offensively they're challenged. And I well, that's the thing though, is like if one thing works really well, but other things are whatever, there is some tinkering. I still think that can be done. I've
4: always well, that's thought, the deadline.
0: I've always thought, no, 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 I've always thought that that's been easy. I don't think you can experiment with lineups when you're getting into those final 20 or so games into the season. So I am surprised there hasn't been a little bit more just to try to k- kick it. I-, I do think there's like, it really is like a security blanket situation here. Um And, and- and as we said, is he's not he doesn't want to close with it. So there's something in that lineup he doesn't love. So I'm just curious why he sticks with it at the front. You know, and I think as down to, said, I think said, sets to, the I think, tone, I think, yeah. Right.
5: Okay, I think down the stretch, I, I think he's looking for the best offensive lineup that he can put out there that's not going to crush them defensively. Uh, but it's strange, though,
0: because you're up yeah. 10 and you're playing your best offensive lineup. Wouldn't it stand to reason at that point? They're so worried about stagnating late that they play an offensive yeah. lineup with, 10, with a 10-point lead. That's where you're supposed to load up and have your defense out there and say, screw it. We'll just score two the rest of the way, and we'll be fine. We should be able to keep them off the board. So it is counterintuitive.
5: Well, I, I think that with their offense, that they offensive group down the stretch, the they drop-off with that group defensively, I don't think is as concerning to Ime as the drop off with that first group offense. Mm. I mean Al. I mean I, I, I love Al. I love what he's about, but two for seven. Unfortunately, that's the swing that feels like guy, a, right? That, that feels like a normal game for him at this point, which is which to me is very unsettling. The fact okay. that he you go know, two for seven yeah. and that's just kind of you don't want that that necessarily on the floor down the stretch because he, he he's the swing played,
1: guy. Yes, yeah. there's, there's no doubt but, about but,
5: that. He he's become the fifth starter. I think the difference between him and Richardson,
2: some of, some of the times, is the fact that like one guy is going to give you that solid defense no matter what, no matter what's going on on the other end. Richardson, on the other hand, he's not going to. I don't know. I've seen stretches where if he's ice cold, he's not locking down the wing like he normally would. Like tonight, like tonight was a complete. Uh, you know, it was the opposite. It was the complete opposite. You know, it was. Uh, I'm feeling it from off from from the other one side of the floor. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing on the other end and keep myself in the game. And that's exactly what happened. So, I think it's a case by case basis, you know. And we know that he is a streaky shooter. We we knew that from the moment he he, you know, uh, got traded over to the Celtics, but at the same time, though you're not quite sure which guys going to show up. So, let's wait to see if he find him. Let's wait till he finds some consistency before we start talking about making these, you know, drastic changes. Well, that's why.
5: That's why I think he's gonna. That's why I think he'll stick with Al for until further notice because yeah, he knows exactly so what he's getting. Al's, he, they're gonna be nice. Where Al's gonna make a lot of shots, and you're gonna be ecstatic about that. But when he's not doing that, he's still gonna play good defense, and he's still going to help to some degree help space the floor even when he's not making shots because he's still in the minds of some defenses is a threat. And Richardson is. I mean, he's either ridiculously, jacuzzi hot or he's like middle of Antarctica cold where he can't make nothing. Uh, there, there really isn't kind of a mid consistency type thing with him. Um, so and that's he, okay because that's, that's a bench guy for you. That's what guys coming up your bench are supposed to be.
1: He's the most interesting guy by far Richardson. I mean, you you have this lineup with him and the starters, him playing for Horford that was plus 35 coming into this. Looked great again down the stretch here. He's a shot maker and, Listen, relative to the league, Richardson's not really a shot maker, but on this team, he's one of your better guys. The cutting, that cutoff, Rob, I thought was the key play in the fourth quarter. Uh, and overall, his defense, as Joe Sway talked about, maybe dictated by offense a little bit, but overall, he's rock solid on the perimeter, too. Um, so he's going to be interesting. Is he part of your bench into the future? Is he a guy you split with here? Because so I then, think he could bring a lot of value to a different team. And I don't is, know how much he swings this team all that much still.
0: Who, Richardson? yeah so this is where things are getting weird because um you have to with, rebuild your bench a little bit what this are deadline. you doing right now guys we're a week out um and you know it sounds like Schroeder's gone and Schroeder's been marginalized anyway. He's been in the 15, 16, 17 minute range now for the last several games. Um, he's not performing super well with the bench. He might even be banged up. He's starting to look superfluous and I don't think people are going to miss. I think a lot of people are going to miss him no matter what. But I think at this point, his impact is so minimal um, that it's not going to be that big a loss if and when it happens. Uh, but now, if Richardson is being counted on as being a core member of your group and closing, and you flip him, um, you know, because there are rumors now that there are teams who are interested and you're dumping him for salary or whatever it is. And what's the latest one
1: we're looking at here? Uh, the Jazz, with, we're in on the, him. The Jazz, oh, the Engel. Wolves. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, ink. that that Wolf thing seems like it's in the past. Though it was a conversation yeah, I think that they had for Beasley that didn't angry. work out. Yeah. yeah, so so he might
0: be available. Uh, and and really what it comes down to is how does this work kind of with everything else? Because like the I'm not going to call it a bombshell. But the thing that got thrown out there this week uh, was the uh, the obviously the Jalen Brown rumor, which I know everybody heard uh, and everybody's talking about. So we'll talk about it here. Jalen Brown could request a trade. I understand could can mean a lot of things. There's a lot of people who are crying fake news. What does that mean? We don't know what it means. But Here goes what, we the chat. Know, what we do know is the source of this is not a bomb thrower. It's a person who has contacts and who probably talked to people and he heard. Yeah, it's always a possibility if things don't turn in one direction or another that Jalen could walk or could, could, could start looking for the door. demand a trade. This is not something that's odd it's not something that's out of left field it is something that we've been worried about for a year and a half with this team that if they don't figure out a way to right the ship you're going to be entering this offseason with jalen brown and then the next year on is his walk year and mm-hmm. you're running a you that's basically how
2: it's been. Yep, it that's, that's how fast, fast
0: it goes if you don't trade him this offseason the clock is ticking you pretty much have until the following trade deadline to do it or else you're stuck with him in a walk year and he has no value anymore cuz no one's going to take him for just a one year rental <clears throat> without any certainty that he returns so you've got right. some problems here you either got a note, you got to make everybody happy and it's always been about making brown and tatum happy making them believe everything is going in the right direction so If you're Jalen Brown, Sherrod, and you're sitting here and you're thinking, okay, let's see some improvements, and they start doing things like trading Schroeder and Richardson, what's that going to say to you?
5: Well, if you're Jalen Brown, I think it depends on two couple things. First, are you being kept in the loop on what they're doing before it's done? Because to me, when you're Jalen's at that point where he shouldn't be flipping over, you know, his, his his phone to find out the Celtics are making a trade. That should be a conversation that he knows about well in advance. And if that's not happening, you're opening the Pandora's box to him walking because players, aside from being empowered, they want to be in the know. And the Celtics, to me, when you look around, Jalen and Jason are the only ones who should be on a on a on a no basis. Everyone else, it's need to maybe know. They need to know. So. Jalen, I, I, I'm not as. Worried knocking about on the door, let me in. Right, I'm not that. I'm not that worried about, about what's Jaylen going on. Um, I'm just. I'm not. I, I think. I think Jalen is going to be here for a long time uh, because I don't think the Celtics are at a point, and I don't think they will get to a point where they feel that he wants to leave. He's going to make that clear to them. I don't think that's going to happen. I really don't. I really don't. See I don't think it's something that
2: the Celtics are thinking about right now, but I think it is definitely a possibility. I mean, when I first read the report, I was like, well, yeah, duh. I mean, a first-round exit, I mean, I'm sure there will be talks about it, maybe not from Jalen per se requesting a trade, but it's going to be in his mind a bit. Not that he – listen, Jalen is putting together another great season, right? And I feel like we say this every single year, Like he continues to improve. And if this team doesn't get out of the first round and and fail, like – that's a failed season right and this is something we talked about before the start of the season that this season was so important to to make everyone a, a believer right for a number of reasons right new head coach tatum and brown are the new leaders of this team you know there's, there's no question about that you know there's a lot of different things that could, that could happen that could transpire but if you're jalen and you're entering a contract here and let's say halfway through the season we have another 500 clubs what's going to prevent jalen from saying well Maybe I need to lead the ship elsewhere, or maybe I need to find a better situation, you know, that I can actually do that. Now, I don't think Jalen's the kind of guy without one in mind going to go out there pick up the phone and say, look, guys, I want out of here. But things change in the NBA quickly. We know that every two or three years, there's a new super team, a new super duo out there. And who's to say that Jalen won't want to be part of something like that? I don't know. Nine to ten months from now, you know, midway through next season. So I think something fans have to keep things realistic and remember the fact that, you know, it, it will be a contract year and that these things can happen really quickly. We've seen it in the past. Shit, we saw a team in the, uh, you know, Oklahoma City Thunder, you know, the, the very next season split ways and that team got to the NBA Finals. I mean, this, this could definitely happen. But again, when I first saw the report, it was one of those like, yeah, obviously that can happen, but it's a big could. Well,
1: what, was, what was your oh, reaction shit. to me?
3: My reaction was obviously. I mean, and I've, I've said this. I've said right. this all season. We'll know a lot about this team at the end of this season. I think a lot of people will have made a decision on whether or not they want to stick with Tatum and Brown leading this team, or if one of them has to go. I don't think anyone wants to see both of them go. But there's going to be a lot of answers, a lot of questions answered at the end of this season. And a lot of that has to do with what Joe just said. Yeah, I mean, if they're a first round exit, then yeah, there's a good chance that Brown's like, you know what? This isn't working, you know, and if it's a first one exit with Brown standing in the corner, much like he did last playoff series or the previous one, I should say, because he was hurt the last one, then yeah, I can totally see that. I mean, and and honestly, what's the surprise? Because you now have like three seasons with these guys, uh, underwhelming, if that's the word you want to use, if it does, if they do come up short, I certainly wouldn't be surprised. I think John, me and John both had the Celtics as a fringe playoff team to start the year. And everyone here said they weren't even a playoff team until Schroeder came on board. So really, I mean, I think they're kind of right around expectations, to be completely honest right now. My question is, does Jalen Brown want to be in Boston? It's the same question I have for Jason Tatum. There's been so many, like, examples of just being like, do these guys really like it here? Do they like playing with each other? Do they like Boston? Do they like the organization? So those are the things that I want answered. And if I don't have obvious yeses to those answers, then of course I can see a situation where Brown would be like, you know what? You know, he might leak something might leak but out my, that he's interested. But in why?
0: That's my question. So I'm try, this is where I'm trying to wrap my mind around. Like a story like this has to come from Jalen's camp because I can't see an advantage to it coming from the Celtics. Why would the? you know? So to me, it has to be someone close to Jalen who's talking about him not being a Unless it's percent. someone in the Celtics
1: who's worried about it.
0: Why well, why put that out there? Why create an environment? Why if you're worried about it, why would you want to create an environment where people are talking about trading Jalen Brown and then he you gets might, annoyed about it? To me might wanna he might want to send a signal higher. I, up. I, I don't know. To me, this is coming from Jalen's camp, and if so, I'm I'm curious what the motivation is. To light a fire, uh to what? I I, I don't I don't I'm
5: not sure. I'm I'm not I'm not sold on it necessarily coming from Jalen's camp because think about this. I agree, if he, if if, if, if Jalen, if you're getting some vibe that maybe he's thinking like this, don't you want to know what his value is without asking teams for his value? This is the kind of stuff that will get you phone calls that even though you didn't request those phone calls, you're going to get them now. People are going to say, hey, I I saw this about Jalen. What are you guys looking for? Now, all of a sudden, you have a conversation that you did not initiate. But if you put it out there, you sort of kind of did. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm I'm not convinced, and, and there's another wild card factor in all of this that that we haven't really talked about. Um, and I and to be I'll be very candid with you, I don't know how this will play out, but the agent that represents Jalen Brown also represents Al Horford, also represents Marcus Smart, also represented Joe Johnson when he's here. So I'm I I just ran down like damn near half of their rotation Gloosh. under one umbrella. Yeah, Jason Gloosh, who's a great guy. I mean, I, I love Jason. He's really a good – Sam Hauser is another one of his guys, uh, the shooter. So that's why I'm, I'm not sold on that necessarily coming from, you know, Jalen's camp because, I mean, his camp is, is well-stocked uh, with folks – who are all under the same umbrella? So I'm not sure if that would that, that makes a whole lot of sense. So that, that's why there's a lot of there's a lot of murkiness with all this. There, there's no clear direction where this is coming from. But the bottom line is this: Jalen is going to have some tough decisions to make this offseason as far as what he wants to do with his future, whether he wants to double down and try to get this thing done with Tatum, or whether he wants to branch out and and be you know kind of that alpha. Um, but I can tell you right now, though, when you look around the NBA. There is no one-man show anymore. You can't get it done what? by yourself. You're whether going it's... to need some, somebody who can be a significant difference maker with you. And even having one guy like that may not be enough.
1: This is this is all about the deadline. And it, it asserts what I've been saying is that this is a critical deadline for this team. you got to start to establish some direction here. Even if this doesn't completely dictate where you're going to go in the offseason, you got to kind of set the table here. And somebody, whether it's Browns camp or whether it's someone inside the Celtics, wants to see a shake up here more than I don't I don't seem to be in the in the fold before you know It's and,
0: always possible it's a Celtics trial balloon to see how the fans react and I I understand that as well which is hey if you put it out there let's see what the let's see which way the wind is blowing if the world isn't that pissed off well, remember about the it, report. maybe that gives note- us a green light so it's always possible it just seems
1: like a weird one that's all Well remember the note from that report that there was a thought that Brad might make more substantial change last offseason, and he went the conservative route. I I do think there's a little bit of a divided thinking in this front office, not only on SMART, but on overall, like, what, what they're doing here. You know, whether it comes to clearing out rookie uh, – spots for rookies we've read a report about that coming from the uh, heavy publication Bo Pet over the last week or so here so you hear different things about what this team should do i think there's kind of mixed thoughts on you know what direction they should take this in here and it's all about brad here right because all we've heard from brad is that they're only going to make a move if it gets them closer to a championship i still wonder if brad's taken on this mindset of we're waiting for the big one, you know. We're we're keeping all these chips on the table, much like Ainge did, and he, of course, learned from Ainge that the the needle-moving moves are the ones that are going to get you there. I completely disagree because I think you're so far away from contending, you have to start to do things now to improve yourself. Bobby, I got something for you. you ready? Got? A comment from Marcus Smart. Are you ready for it?
0: Marcus Smart says the Jays have been doing a. Blank job of phenomenal, right phenomenal job.
4: Wow, <laughs> uh, that's, that's a body. great word. Did he
3: give a little shout out at the end?
2: Phenomenal. <laughs> now nah, that's a wink at us, guys. You know, know Marcus <laughs> so somebody little... watching the garden, report. someone watching the garden. Report.
0: Phenomenal, they've been phenomenal. Damn. I see you,
2: Marcus. I see you wink at us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. I like it. I'll take that.
0: We got phenomenal. you. Phenomenal.
2: If he says it again, it's not coincident.
0: It's not coincident. That's so funny. <laughs> phenomenal job. They've been phenomenal.
4: Well,
3: well hey, that's it. a far cry than from what he was saying about them uh, not too long ago. What a couple? It's another
0: ago. thing Marcus is trying to say is like. You know, it's another "Mark, please love me" sort of moment from Marcus. Yeah. But I mean, crap, man! What are you going to say about the dude right now? This was like not love only him. not only was he having those like low shot, low point, but high assist games. Now he's scoring too, picking his Officially. spots, picking his spots with his shots, scoring efficiently. Like there's literally he's. Be he's like above reproach these last six games, uh, heading into the trade deadline. (laughs) That's
1: that Schroeder smart smart debate we've had. He's drawn a fist through it. There's nothing you can say in Schroeder, it's not even a Schroeder
0: smart debate. The Schroeder smart debate is it's dead. One person's flaws get talked about, the other person's flaws get uh, get excuses made. That's the debate. It's not the who's better argument. It was at one point, no, it wasn't. It was a why in the world are people. Crapping all over this guy when he has one game and five bad ones. No, there and, was a stretch where Schroeder was better
3: than Smart. And, and there's
0: a stretch where Schroeder was playing great. It was like three games.
3: No, and you're right, and you and you and Joe Swayze, yes, because you guys are on the all all Marcus Smart defense team. We all know that. But to everybody else, and everyone could see and that we're Schroeder winning. Was that bad. you
5: realize we're winning that debate right now. Right? Yeah, yeah, you are, now. For, you are, now. Now yeah. that are. You Congratulations. Yeah,
4: the
1: shooters hurt. Are yeah, you guys also oh, think that- is, there, is there an apology oh, now cam hurt. coming here? Wait,
3: now, now apology cam oh, for wow. what? Everything we said about Schroeder was true in the time to- in the moments that we. Literally were
1: everything. Yeah. You guys were
3: he- the ones that were in denial about it. Didn't want to admit to it.
1: How about Smart?
3: How about what? It? What all, What we, like, are we gonna yeah, say? We, Sh- we all smart. agreed
2: that Schroeder wasn't a starting point guard though. So like, what are we talking about here? I mean, Again,
0: I I just no, the- no, one, started- wanted Schroeder- guys, no one wanted Schroeder. Guys, do no we have to do this? Do we have to do this? We don't. We don't have to do this. Do we have to suffer from too. short-term memory <laughs> loss all all the time with this? The argument with smart is not Doing it consistently over time, and the peaks and valleys, and always regressing back into the shot chucker and the sloppy guy who's slopping the ball. Can, can we all just agree he's been phenomenal? Phenomenal! Oh. Oh. <laughs> yes. Can we just agree <laughs> he's been phenomenal? Yeah, over the
3: last five games, absolutely. If, if
0: I give you yeah. phenomenal for five yeah. games, will you just shut up about it? My okay. God! And, yes.
3: and that, I will take but it. But we can actually admit it when. when Schroeder's phenomenal. That everyone, everyone on this show can't admit it. And everyone and all the Celtics fans can't admit it. But
5: yeah, we actually when Schroeder has a
0: phenomenal it. game, it's like, yeah. But did you see that time that he was late asked. to switch?
5: Did he roll the ball up the court? That's me. That's me. That <laughs> is yeah,
2: absolutely you know. me. No, that was Bobby earlier this season, too, man. Bob, yo, Schroeder couldn't do anything. It was like the
1: one small thing. He'd be I like, know he had 20 points, but had like seven turnovers. Come on. I yeah. think, think yeah. we'd come to see you,
4: Schroeder. Bobby
0: would do Zapruder films on every on every friggin' Schroeder turnover. He'd have 28 <laughs> points on 9 of 11 shooting and be like, look how sloppy he is with the ball here. And that Here's would be it. the breakdown
3: it. of those two misses. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Well, see how not-
0: open tatum was on this one yeah Ugh.
1: he's shown enough. not this be guy very off the on this team and especially in this role so i'm interested like what's this bench gonna look like in a week uh. from now they need a substantial overhaul there not only because these young guys aren't gonna get involved here oh, i like that ship your- that ship has sailed to me. The, you know the idea of Romeo, Neesmith, and, and are becoming guys on this team this year because they what,
0: because why has it sailed? Because they because just they didn't commit to set it. Sent it out to sea because yeah. they they just decided we're never going to play these guys. And the organization let Eme do it. I'm still baffled by it. Even if this team runs off a few wins, gets into the sixth seed. Is competitive in round one. I still don't know what you gained. Well, it depends. I don't know what I don't Sean. know what you gained.
1: It's, if, they, it's, if, if their yeah. careers are over after Boston, you'll look at it and say, mm, maybe these guys just didn't have it. If they go out and kill it somewhere else, that's kind of going to tell the story. So we'll see. But at, at this point, I do not picture it clear out for the young guys next week. I do not see that being the direction that they're going go so, to go in here. So, so do you want to? stand pad and just see how far this can roll. I don't really know what the benefit of that is because what's the interesting thing about this report, John, to me, the fact that he says, or whoever said the sources that Brown wants to see them play close to the, to their potential, get their act together and play close to their potential. What's this team's potential? That's still a huge question to me. Is it a play and win competitive round one? I mean, no matter what you do, you're going to be up against a very uh, tough team, round one. Whether it's Milwaukee, Brooklyn, Philly, Miami, there's there's no clear path to round two. Never mind the East Finals. So what's what's Boston's potential? What does he want to see them do? Be competitive.
5: This year? The only to me, just be competitive in the first round. Win a couple games. Force a team to six, seven games. That's.
1: I don't know. I was,
5: uh, riveting. I mean, I if, that's what if, we're talking you, about
1: for years to come with this group.
5: See, I no, see, yeah. Bobby. I, I I'm not sold on that. I mean, it, because. You're assuming that the core group that they have now and the guys that are on a peripheral are going to be the same, and I just don't believe, I don't buy that. I, I think they're going to, they're going to need to get lucky in the draft, and free agency, and get someone who, on paper, becomes a better player on the floor, like Isaiah Thomas, for example, who was supposed to be just a little engine that could off your bench, and then he turns into a two-time All-Star, fifth in league MVP voting. They're going to need to catch lightning in a bottle like that.
3: Well, that's like once-in-a-freaking-lifetime situation that happens, so I don't know how lucky you can expect him to be. You know what? Another issue issue we have here is if this Brown stuff, if there is some truth to it, if there's some, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire type situation, how do you even go about approaching the draft or approaching free agency? If you're talking about, you know, one of your two best guys potentially not even being on the roster next season, how do you even approach – Players that you're targeting, and 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 things of that nature, and you you're gonna go in and the next season just freestyling it again with you know whoever you can get for Jalen Brown because he asked for a trade. Plug and yeah, play well,
1: again. I the mean, it's shaping up way... to be
3: another disaster off season.
1: The way you're approaching yeah. it shouldn't have changed because you're two years away from, and honestly, this report, I, I don't think should be a big shock to anyone because of the fact these two years away from free agency, that's when guys usually start to make some inclination about their future. They start to think about it a little more. Uh, it becomes a problem that the team starts to think about, you know, are they gonna sign another right. contract? Are you gonna push right to the yeah. deadline? But the uh, front so- office
3: needs to have a handle on it. And I don't know, I'm, I don't really have any reason to yeah. have confidence in them, at least at this point yet. Well, here's
1: the thing. This deadline, you have to do everything you can to improve this team, and there are numerous guys out there that if you get aggressive enough can come help this team right now, make them a lot more competitive and stable, uh, especially in that third wing spot or the first guy off the bench. And this offseason, if Brown does take a look at the situation and say, all right, I kind of want my own thing here, which I think is probably going to be a big driving factor for him at some point, because he's an all-star. He's a guy who has full confidence in his abilities. He's a guy that I know for a fact thinks that he could lead a team if he had to, and he has done it here when Tatum's been out. So that's a driving factor with him, I think, as much as the team and the situation here. So if he decides this offseason, I want out, That sort of clears things up for you, Jimmy. You make a big trade for him now, the return would be substantial, and you build around Tatum. It's better that he does it now than in free agency 2024 and leaves you high and dry. And that's the reason...
2: Shaughnessy, but you don't have to but do that, this but, right now but like that's that's not, the, that's not ideal <laughs>
0: but that's the reason why you're not you won't be held hostage by it you still have a ton of leverage this off season if know. you were to trade him because he's coveted which means you would get a, a legitimate return and you could shop and you could you know do something that's not going to destroy your team if you had
1: to And you could keep paying
0: him but time. that's also why I would not uh um, i would not build for now i would still any trade i make now is for future considerations not to make this current team more competitive and if that involves deals well in you still you- don't want to lose Jalen.
1: you still want to kind I'm of. i'm saying none of this, none of this is
2: ideal right?
0: that's not what i'm saying i'm saying deals know, I'm right saying. now the motivation of them should be for what's going to make you better in a year or two years not this year you don't want to tank completely but you're oh, I agree for, with that. You're, you're looking, looking for cap rat, flexibility. Though. You're looking for bringing in players who you actually would consider wanting. Long term and that again is what are you willing to pay for? Could you bring in? I know like Keith at Celtics blog floated something where they might get two really good ideas today. Like yeah. Powell would be outstanding, even though he's locked up till 25 or so, and you think they don't want to take on any extra contracts. The one thing they have going for them right now is they only have four guys under contract past 23, and that gives them some sort of flexibility. And it feels like that's something they're trying to maintain. Keep stay under the tax, don't add any extra things. Have some room to play with once you get there. But if you could bring in a guy who's a good piece that you can, you know, continue to uh, build with and would be a solid part of your rotation, you would do that. Otherwise, I would go for assets. I would go for picks. I would go for whatever. I don't care if you're trading Richardson here. If this team's going to be a fraction worse, if you're able to. Get rid of him. Get rid of Al. Get rid of things that are going to get you under the tax. That are going to get money off the books for next year. Imagine Al and Richardson both off the books next year. All of a sudden, now you've got some oh, money Wick to play we'll be with. Doing dances. But I mean now you've got now you've got money to play with. So then you can do other things. I would all I would be looking at those types of deals, not stuff that's little band-aids that's gonna make you maybe a fraction better this year. I just don't think that that's that important.
4: I think Here's that's at thing. the top of the list
2: though, right, John? That has to be at the top of the list. Like at least trying to see what's out there for those guys and trying to pull off one of those deals that obviously the tax um apron, but at the same time gives you a, a, a guy that you can, you know, obviously whoever this guy coming in from the trade you can consolidate those guys and hopefully it's a piece that you can lean on for the future but i don't know if i don't know how much talent those guys would, would attract at this point you
1: know yeah that's a tricky thing you're gonna have to float some picks here and those deals that keith wrote about especially i think you'd have to include some pick companies that's what to i do think. that I and that, I, yeah, I i don't that, know why you thing- wouldn't
0: He's missing picks in those deals, but they're good. They're good ideas. I just think you'll end up having to dump picks to get to get players And that's perfectly fine to me. You know,
1: like you are overdue on trading picks to improve this team, to solidify the edges of it. Because Fournier last year, I'll still go back to that. Good move. Gave them a boost. He just wasn't a sustainable piece because he was a free agent and he ended up getting paid a ton. If you can find another guy like that who can reliably hit shots off the ball movement, Brown, Tatum, and Smart at creating right now, you're be in a much better spot as a team now and in the future so those two guys he pointed out norman powell um uh, harrison barnes who we've talked about forever who would just be great next to the jays get aggressive with them you know, like these are guys, they're not going to make you a championship team right now, but they're going to make you a much better team uh, ro- throughout your rotations. You can run some better bench units. Your closing lineup's going to look much better with those kind of guys. And they're signed for multiple deal years. Like you talked about, John, that's the key. So that probably makes Brown feel much better about the situation. Like having a guy who's not going to brick the shots that they create while they're being double teamed in the lane. Yeah. They, they've been overdue on a move like that. And I just don't know why you hold on to your picks when those picks aren't to impact the, your team because so cuz you're years
0: here you're here because you failed to pick and you have to start getting it right because you cannot survive in this league without drafting and developing you can't do mm-hmm. it and if you're trading picks it has like to be the picks to me, Bobby. Here's where they get thrown away. They get thrown away in deals for like, like if you're the Bucks, you can. You have throw, a lot of picks, but no. If you're the Bucks, you can throw away a first round pick on a PJ Tucker because you think you need him to win a championship. Right. There, it's worth it. If you're the Celtics, you don't throw away a pick on that caliber. It's player. not throwing
1: them away. It is. You get good you, stuff back.
0: No, 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 no. This is why I disagree <clears throat> with it. You're a, a team like the Celtics. You're getting only fractionally better and you're not Mm -hmm. getting any closer to contending and you're Killing yourself for the future in terms of either hitting a home run with a pick or having an asset you can roll up into a bigger deal later. You do not give away picks to just get a guy who's so a little that bit Powell better deals, than the guy you have.
1: If that power deal is on the table
0: and they want to pick, I, I'd have say to think no? about that one more closely. But again, I'm really,
1: really, really done. So I'm I, so done with the drafts and the development. You for someone like oh Bobby,
0: you can't be done with the drafts and development. That's Dude, the that is is. That is you have, absolutely luckiness essential to franchise building. Don't, it you is, let, don't you dare let Austin Ainge hear you say that, bro. It's the area they're lacking, and it's the reason they're here. Without this, you're doomed, man. You have to draft and develop. Well, You have to. Unless you sell it for three stars, unless you sell your soul like the Nets – for Harden, that's fine. <laughs> not sell your soul. Sell your no, future. Brooklyn, no, Brooklyn sold their soul. You, you they, did. Right but, they did. <laughs> unless you do
1: that and develop, it's
0: the only way it works, guys. But do You have enough time
1: for to. it, John. You have two years now with Brown. This is the window. This is the clock that's yeah, ticking but that we're with talking John, about. John,
2: what John's talking about is more like the half, I mean, the, the mid to the, the back end of the draft. Right, John? I mean, we're not talking about Tank for a top six pick. Oh, you have to get so
1: lucky too with that. Or or, or try to
2: get those picks that landed you Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum to begin with. Like I don't think you talk about
0: that. There are seven guys currently on the sophomore team at the All Star game that the Celtics could have drafted. Okay, any uh, that are better than the three. And you feel
1: good about them going back and going in that? What I'm saying
0: is there are seven guys there that they could have drafted. With their three picks, they busted two and they gave away one. If they had three of those guys on the sophomore roster right now, this would be a very good team to be excited about. Would those about guys for the be future. playing
1: and be panning out it, here? That's a
0: again, key question. There, it is the, the this is why they are where they are. You, if you give them all away, you better strike gold. If you're giving them away for a veteran that's a little bit better than Josh Richardson, that's questionable. You know, that's, I called yeah, him not, Josh.
3: Not, that's not even a question that you know. Here's here's what I'll, I will also say. If the you said Jason
2: front office, here, but I didn't say nothing. You said Jason earlier.
3: If the Celtics front office thinks they are one or two guys away, then then they would consider trading those picks. It's I was not gonna a say Kevin Garnett situation. Exactly, which is why they haven't. It's not a Kevin Garnett what
1: situation. If- but Jimmy, what if Brown comes out this offseason and says all they did was dump Schroeder and we lost round one, I'm out of here. That's what you're trying to prevent. And the cost is a pick or two? Oh, it's a no-brainer
3: Brown should understand the situation just like the rest of the team or the rest of the They should all be on the same page. This is yeah. why
1: I love what Brown did here if this was his camp putting some pressure on them. Enough with the picks and the drafts and this and that and slow building and these, you know, make a move, erase a move, all the stagnancy as a front office. Let's see... You back up Brown and Tatum. You they've want to build around players. them. Players,
3: they've had guys. There, they've all the, left.
0: There are people confused about what we mean about draft and develop. Like you, like that's the yes. You drafted Jalen and Jason, and now they're veterans that you're paying thirty and forty million dollars to. You have to keep drafting good players, guys. Yeah. Like you don't just do it once and stop. When they get to the point that you have to pay them a lot of money, you need other people that you don't pay a lot of money. So you're let's talk about and Brooklyn.
1: So yeah, Brooklyn. but I feel
2: like the Celtics thought that they drafted at least, like, two or three rotation guys. And, you know, we've talked about it so many times between Romeo, Neesmith, they Crusher, so. and yeah. Grant. And yeah. Grant, they got one. And Grant is, you know, he's just now getting there. So, it's, I think at the end of the day, their approach was what sort of did them in. And obviously, just picking the wrong guys, at least the two of those drafts.
1: So, let's talk about the Nets, because they obviously trade all their future picks to go in on Harden um they they stack the deck they give themselves a chance to win a title last year and i think still this year but not only do they do that they just find some ways to finagle their way into the first round they pick up some undrafted guys they pick some guys in the second round they don't have picks but they figure out ways to bring some young guys in and all of a sudden you look at their team this year and it's cam thomas who looks outstanding better than any of the celtics young guys they are on sharp who looks great um you know David Duke, all these different young guys that they've just kind of pulled from places. You don't need first-round picks to strike gold. You know you find some guys in the second round. You know you find some undrafted guys who can help you if you have the stars. And the Celtics have the stars. The, the hardest part is done. You have Brown and you have Tatum. Now you have to surround them with some veterans like the Nets have done with their stars. Bring in some young guys. They're
3: getting from guys from anywhere who want to play there.
1: So yeah, you got to become that. You got to become an enviable dis- destination, and you can't just be rolling you know, Romeo and East out there hoping that they give you something. You got to bring in some reliable veterans yeah. who can help this team so, now. Sherrod, let me ask you: What
3: become the same way that the Nets are? You yeah. don't have Sherrod, It's
0: a week away. What are you doing? Are you are, are you trying to improve a little or? taking taking whatever you can get, like basically having a fire sale and saying, I got four untouchable. Not four untouchable. Obviously, you would trade Marcus or Rob. Smart's
1: available. and
0: You lob, would trade in some cases with those guys. But I'm saying, would you sell everything else if people were like, yeah, sure, I'll give you some future stuff and, and we'll call it a day? If you would could you s- get
5: stuff for that back end portion of your roster, the guys who are in what we would call the 9, 10, 11, 12 zone, um, you move them. Especially but you're not trading you get-
0: Richardson, Schroeder, and those guys.
5: Schroeder, I would, I would absolutely. Know that. Do that in a shocking, heartbeat. shocking. Yeah, Richardson, for a bag of I gotta, bags, right? Richardson going to be a I dump. Think, literally, dump. That's a very appropriate term to use. Oh, I don't
0: think wow. that's. What, Sharad? What about Richardson?
5: He's got extra unit. That would that would be a tough one. But I would do it. I, I think for the for the right pieces, I would do that. Um, I would do it begrudgingly, but I would definitely do it if it if it makes sense. I mean if if someone's willing to give you like a first round pick, even if it's a conditional one for him, then you absolutely do that because you're not going to get that kind of value for him down the road. So. I, I don't
1: know I don't know why we get so excited talking about trading Brown and the possibilities there when you won't well, trade. Who's excited else. about that? that's that's where we're headed everyone's always excited to have that conversation well they're going to be going there fast if they don't make moves in other places to try to improve i do
2: not not believe
1: i do not believe the trade where you're going to
0: give somebody on the back end of your bench for somebody you're going to get nothing i'm saying I don't believe any minor trade they make now with the idea that they're going to stay under the tax, but they want to see if they can improve a little is going to be like, yep, Jalen, that's I'm staying. You know, like, I don't think that's going to be it.
1: Like this deadline could dictate it. I don't know. I
5: don't think it's that deep, Bobby. Because uh, this is the th- Bobby, this is the thing that that I'm discovering and, and realizing with the NBA, you really can go from from frankly the bottom of the barrel to the top of the mountaintop with just one deal. That's why this whole idea that we, you've got you only you only have two years, two years is a lot. You can you can significantly transform your roster in two years to the point where you have a vi- look at the damn Phoenix Suns. They sucked until they got Chris Paul, and then all of a sudden. Chris Paul was playing well. Devin Booker was always amazing. And then you get Bridges. And then you mm-hmm. get Jalen Smith. You start going down the line. All of a sudden it takes it, you one player could be the domino that changes every all your fortunes. But you've got to find that player. Uh that's that's the ch- that's the challenge that Brad Stevens has.
4: He, he is my way. That, I
2: feel like I feel like Danny was waiting for that player, right, Sharad? I feel like he or at least he got it, and then every time he had to go on to play he's C another and plan one. D,
5: he held well, on to it those picks.
2: He ran out of, he ran out of options in my opinion. I mean, but he
5: yeah, he flipped he he flipped Isaiah Thomas and Jay Crowder for Kyrie Irving. Great deal. You yep. sign yep. Gordon Hayward through free agency. You get Al Horford, you know, n- closer to his prime than he is right now. I mean, you, you look at the last like 4 or 5 years and you look at the players they had. They had multiple opportunities to put together rosters right. that could compete, but but, th- but shit happens. I mean, guys get hurt guys don't want to be here anymore, I mean, you can't control that stuff. All you can do is try to get the talent in your tent, and then you can work with that. And that's what Brad, that's the challenge Brad has. He's yes, got to get know,
2: talent. And you know, to your point, Sherrod, also, real quick, Bob, I just want to get this in. Um, you know,
5: I don't think, to your point, I don't think Jalen is really
2: looking at the 7th, 8th, nine spot being like, we need to get, we need to get some guys at the end of that bench. No, I think he's thinking, look, I got this, you know, and I think him and Tatum are sort of in that mindset right now. And of course, Marcus Smart there, obviously the way he's been playing, everyone is sort of in more in tune with the core of this team. How are we going to get out of this hole? So I think right now, yeah, I don't think Jalen's going to be pissed if this Good team does nothing us, because man. he's he's thinking this is we're that that. That difference maker, right? We're the ones that are going to carry this team into a a deep playoff run. Not some you know stranger coming in here and trying to fix that. And that's what I would
1: watch with Brown. He is immensely confident. When you hear people say, "Oh, yeah, especially right now," he's very starting to put himself in the same yeah. conversation as Tatum and deservedly so you know I don't think he's that much of a worse player than Tatum his potential at least you know he can be every bit as good as him in the right situation so does he look at it and say I want to lead my own team eventually that's what I'm looking for there Whatever. You might be right if- Joe Sway. it might not be about the surrounding cast it might just be about like what they're capable of as individuals there and figuring out together and Brown eventually saying let's go let's go do my own thing here we're not even right. sure at that's least not bad- this year Talk We're not even
0: sure that's that. a bad thing. Honestly, you don't know, and if it comes, it's to that, a bad thing if it's too late, though, and that's the it way is, issue with is waiting. If it comes to that, it comes to that. I mean, we've talked. You guys mentioned it here, you know, uh, and it's a good point. Like, you know, he could be less about bringing in more people and more about give me the friggin' ball, you know. Like yeah. this could be an opportunity situation. Um, he might not like a crowd. It's, it certainly didn't work well when there was. I mean. Hayward didn't like it, you know. Like we've seen this team with too many mouths to feed; it not go in the right direction. Um, So, uh, you know, Tatum and Brown don't seem like guys who can share the ball. Not. Let's be clear: we've seen
1: very successful NBA stars who have won championships together. Look at and say, "All right, I'm ready to do my own thing here." Kyrie, in particular, you know, Shaq, blah 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 blah, down the line, for two guys who. Are immensely talented and aren't even close I, to a championship right now. That's fine, but let's, it gets there? let's be real. There's not a
0: team out there that's trading for Jalen Brown as their alpha. There's everyone is bringing him in to be yeah. a complimentary star somewhere mm-hmm. else. So his situation's not gonna change. If he wants to go somewhere else and be the man, he's gonna go somewhere else and at best be the one A, which is what he is now. I don't think his situation's gonna improve in terms of like, look at me, everybody built around me. You're not. He's not, not James, Harden. Potential. I
1: think he's this not James Harden. He's not James Harden. He's not going to be one
0: of those guys that someone's like, I got to give every, they're not, he's in that second tier. And that's
4: what not think so.
1: No, come on.
4: No, he's dude, not James.
1: You're watching the same game, right? He's not James Harden. <laughs> I mean, this guy can put be an all-star 50. this year. Bobby, he's, an- a t- he's a t- He's a guy who's going
0: to be a, brought in to he's he's a play. a great player.
1: Just to play alongside another star. It depends where he's going. Yeah. Right. if he goes to Sacramento, you know, he's, he's the face of that team. Sherrod doesn't. Gerard, yeah, but they suck. They would Gerard's suck. Sherrod's holding his head now,
5: Bobby. They Dude, would look suck. What you've done. It's, yeah. this, is, this is the thing about, this is the thing about Jalen. Jalen, Bobby, you are right. Jalen is a very good player, but that doesn't make you a damn alpha. You're, I mean, Jalen is right at that, that, that Mendoza line between being really, really, really good player, really, really good truthfully being a complimentary guy and that's nothing wrong with that he's a 20 point per game compliment he's a number two on a really good team I absolutely believe that absolutely believe that and I love the fact that he has the confidence to believe that you may think I'm a number two but I'm gonna put up number one numbers love that about him but at the end of the day if he has to carry a team by himself or he has to be the front and center guy I think over time I just don't think he's that type of player And that's no disrespect to him because he's a hell of a player. I just don't
1: think that's who he is. Depends if he gets better or not. And I still think there's potential to grow for him. This is the
0: first year he has
1: not gotten better, which which is a bummer. Every year, not
0: only has he gotten better in many years, he's made two leaps during two the leaps. year. Yeah,
5: yeah. It, hey, hey, is, the,
2: year's, the year's not over, John, which is
0: crazy. Over, yeah. This is the one year where he's actually regressed some, um, uh, which is the, the first time it's happened. And you can give a lot of passes, no off season blame because COVID. Of the surgery, blame, he's had COVID like COVID. 11 times. Um, <laughs> you know, so <laughs> <laughs> here's
2: the timing <laughs> thing Mac, Mac, COVID,
0: Mac, <laughs> no, but you know what I mean, has. so there's reasons why, but this is the first year where you're like the 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 handle in the turnovers is a is a regression. His yeah, he handle, went back. Yeah, he went backwards, which is weird. And oh, the shooting is was night.
1: another five bad turnover. There's another bad one.
0: Five first yeah. half turnovers.
2: Seven
1: turnovers again, which matches his career high. That's a big well, issue. Which he which he had which he had three
0: games ago. So he's had seven twice in the last four games, and, and, then, and he had in that Orlando game too, the fifty pointer. This is the one this is the one year where he's definitely taken a bit of a step back both in his shooting percentage his efficiency and his just his 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 sloppiness he's really I mean and he was sloppy last year his usage is it's about the same but I mean 2.8 2.7 the turnovers but you can see that handle is loose right now
1: So um, you you've talked about this John that Carlaying a Brown trade into building around Tatum being key because what worries me about the clock of this team, when we talk about two years, it's a long time. Yes. But if you do push it to the deadline before his free agency or his free agency and you end up losing him for very little or nothing, that could directly lead to losing Tatum too. Oh, that's a disaster.
0: You have to, this is why, again, this report is not crazy. Whether Brown wants to go or not, whether Brown wants to go or not, the Celtics have to look at themselves in the mirror, assess their two stars and say, we're going to plow forward with these guys and I'm confident we can build around them and keep them. Or... I'm really worried that this isn't going to work out and I need to make a move now. And t- I'm going to move Tatum because I got an extra year. I'm going to move Brown because I got an extra year to show Tatum that this is the right place to be. And that just might have, that might be forced upon them whether they want to do it or not. It might be a reality that they just arrive at. Um, and, and, and that's that. And then you have to figure out how are you going to get better if that's the case? Um, or, or they might just say, forget about it we're going with these guys are bust because we'll never get better if we make the move. And then they just ride it out as far as they can and hope he doesn't leave. That's obviously not great. Oh, wow. um, you know, but a lot of teams do that. You play, you play to win. You put as but much you have another as possible, star, John, and then, and then you always have that hook where you can, um, you can pay them more than anybody else. And you hope that that's reason enough to keep them. It sometimes uh, is you sometimes not. Cannot-
1: you cannot lose him for a lot of teams do that though. So they got to make know, a choice. But they don't have, t- those teams don't have Tatum. Usually you have what? one star and that happens. And then you're done when the guy's gone, I'm not you want to keep rolling right with the data. other Bobby. I'm just saying they probably have to decide in the summer. Very soon. Yeah. yeah. This, I think this, this Which summer, path like, they're going. Right. This is this is why the report's not crazy to me. I know no. everyone's saying fake news and conjecture and all these things. Just look at the timeline. Once you pass up on moving him next summer, you're all of a sudden That's in his it. contract year. So
4: Mm-hmm. we've been saying it
0: yeah but it's starting yeah. to get real you know because because they've been mediocre you have a little report out there you're not really sure you've seen it not work at times it's working a little bit better now but it's just becoming more real as you get closer to it that's all that's where we're at <clears throat> um all right guys we're done here what's our next game De- detroit Bryant. At Detroit. Detroit.
1: And at Orlando. schedule well, Sherrod's
0: going home.
3: Right?
1: Oh, right. oh look at him. He's so All happy.
4: Right. Sherrod's going though? home. What up, though?
3: Sherrod's one of the only guys I know who can't wait for Detroit to show up in the, on the uh, schedule.
5: Yeah. Yes, this is true. <laughs> yeah. Pop Finn, Finn Wallace Gr- is act. not walking through that door, though. No. Pop
0: into Greek town for me. Um, Three-game
1: yeah. road trip.
5: That's I will it. not be going to Orlando.
1: A must-win road trip, Bob. Oh well, they're gonna blow through Detroit and Orlando. Brooklyn on oh, Tuesday will be interesting. I'll be don't there. Don't that. say that, Bobby. Because then when it gets his smash You know what those teams are like. And I also I know, know what those teams are like. <laughs> 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 they're not. If they lose to that Nothing level, the and they almost team, did, right. they almost did last time to Orlando, but they ended up winning that one. Oh, that would be bad. Like that's that's not losing to like Minnesota and the Clippers and some of these mentally teams. That's rock bottom those teams don't have many but Orlando
3: plays hard if you watch them at all they don't lay down
1: they don't but what are they 10 and 31 yeah it's a talent
3: thing for sure obviously so
0: yeah anyway thank you guys for hanging out thank you for watching um you know uh as always as we've told you a a zillion times before but if you haven't subscribed already to our um YouTube channel whether you're watching on the CLNS main channel or if you want to head over to the Celtics All Access channel. You get all of our cool videos there, all of our mm-hmm. podcasts, all that good stuff, uh, which you can find there. You can subscribe to Sherrod's A-List podcast. That's awesome. Um, with Gary Washburn and Kwani Lunas. You can also subscribe to fullcourtpress.bulletin.com.
1: Is that correct, Sherrod? I got it right?
5: Yes. Well done. Uh, f-
1: for all of his written <laughs> work.
2: Time. I'm
1: count- loving Gary's appearances on uh, A-List. It's been awesome yeah oh, he's,
2: man. so so funny yeah he's <laughs> y'all, great y'all three love yep. gary love
1: gary
0: yeah bobby manning of course dome theory um and uh i have more stuff here but i've run out of room and i've run jared out. jared came
1: on yesterday oh,
0: by him. yeah and a special guest
1: <laughs> a little cameo Yeah, oh, yeah. John Zanis came in and saved the day. The the Chatters were stunned to see a Zanis appearance. Wait, what? Zanis,
2: you popped in there? I gotta watch that episode. That's funny. I didn't know no, that. No,
0: it was a um but uh for a some technical reason
3: difficulty issue. Yeah,
0: Bob uh, uh Jared the audio shut off. They couldn't hear him anymore and I threw my Jared paper. thinks
1: um the Celtics yeah. could be in on Yusuf Nerkic and he's been talking about them looking at a center for a little while now. So that's an interesting one to me. That's a guy who's a rental uh who could really help them in the second unit center spot. Um but you'd have to resign him and everything else. So it's interesting. I don't know.
0: We'll do Nurkic next show. Okay.
1: Yeah, I would have just teased
0: that one, but
2: anyway, <laughs> uh, new episode Cedric Maxwell watch- podcast. We got Dan Shaughnessy on. You guys don't yeah.
3: want to miss that. What yeah, I, I thought I had, yeah. a, I thought I had a promo
0: for that Joe Sway, and I was digging, and I don't. So yes, I did want to say nah, that. I hope I you, you call, you call him it.
3: out for the Ortiz, for the Ortiz. Uh... <laughs> oh, Joe, I forgot to ask him about that, dude. Damn it. Oh uh, well, <laughs> he's kidding. Of
0: course you asked him about it.
3: That's what the whole uh- episode's about, man. Go check it out, guys. <laughs> <laughs> check well- it out. I hope that you. Uh, what, I, what I meant to say. Yeah. What I meant to say was, I hope you gave him shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you got I mean, oh, for man. whatever. Oh, nice.
0: For whatever it's worth, it's nothing personal, guys. He's been consistent. Yeah. He hasn't voted. He hasn't voted for a single person that's remotely tied to. Wait, but um, who he vote for? Jeff, Jeff
1: Kent. We put him. We put him yeah, on the stand. Jeff we put Kent. him on the stand. Why is uh, that? Why is Jeff Kent this guy? So Jeff Kent has a.
0: Jeff Kent has I said a. hi to him case. in the
3: hallway once. What. Well, <laughs>
0: Jeff Kent Jeff Kent probably suffers from being a jerk cuz he was a big time jerk but at the end of the day if you stack up his numbers against oh, other Hall he, of Famers he wasn't
1: he wasn't a steroid guy
0: No, um, he wasn't thought to be, uh, but also if you look at him as his career as a second baseman, which he was, even though he wasn't a very good one and he probably should have moved positions a la Derek Jeter, but he insisted on staying at second. And honestly, one of the reasons he did was because I think he thought his hall of fame candidacy would be better as a second baseman. I go stack up his, go, go to baseball reference. Look at Jeff Kent and look at Ryan Sandberg. Tell me who has better overall numbers. And it's, it's yeah, I'll get right on that. it's Kent by a
1: mile. But, but I don't know how, I'm I'm how, how. to do it. I don't know how Shaughnessy says, "Oh, this area is filthy." I'm not voting for anyone, and then it's like, "Oh." Jeff he didn't say that. He
0: says, if anybody has been tied to it in a way, it, it, and under suspicion and or caught or tested positive, he's All right, just so ru- Kent's got
1: no ties. He's yeah. just
0: ruled them out. It's not the whole era. It it doesn't matter if you agree with him or not. He's pretty consistent on it. And that's yeah, just yeah. it. He said the Ortiz stuff six six years ago. I disagree with them. It's um, a very weak
3: link to to Ortiz, though. Yeah a very weak link two week two to, week to just group him i think John. so too
0: i think it's a crap t- I, I i whether disagree. or not you
3: think so or not the evidence isn't strong enough to <laughs> john's really like you, you know what guys you're right screw him you know no a- i've always
0: i totally disagree <laughs> with it um but um that's i'm saying he's been consistent so yeah people, yeah, yeah, people yeah. who are upset yeah. that it's a the steroids
3: stir- yeah. user saved people like shaughnessy nobody gave a shit about baseball until maguire rolled around and started Hitting bombs out of the park and saved everybody's in baseball's jobs for the for the next 20 years. I wish so I got to watch that. I love, I for
0: love all those guys.
4: I love Especially how Jimmy that, twists these
0: out. arguments. I love them.
4: Yeah,
3: have it did for you guys, all those guys. And, 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 and along with the value you should have wrote a little thank you note along with did, the valent. Did,
0: did you guys? Patriots fans classic, should be grateful for Tom Brady. They shouldn't the be asking guy. for him to let say just, thank you. That's let a on other show. Yeah. Let me just <laughs> ask that. This, this <laughs> is the classic
3: Boston fan being like, "Listen,
0: Jimmy's just is, that you, angry Boston fan. I love <laughs> it." Let
2: me
1: let me ask that. Let this. them all in. No, all I'm in. sick
3: of I'm sick of the the people who are just ungrateful, ungrateful, spoiled, entitled. Get out of my
1: Did you stay with any of you? You guys enjoyed watching Bonds and Commons, didn't you? Of course, yeah. You'd be lying if you said you didn't. I mean, it must have been awesome. And he just oh, just a
3: Bobby yeah really but Bobby right. that's
0: not the point the point <laughs> is if anybody was clean those guys absolutely destroyed those guys ability to earn and their place in baseball history yeah. and they've destroyed the record books for the rest of time well, you know what the now, best they've argument destroyed the game that? going forward because before hitting 700 foot home runs 70 times a year was commonplace and now a guy puts up a season where he knocks out 44 and everyone's like yeah whatever yeah. so they well, he <laughs> They've made the current game crappy, so and, 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 so they got no. fat off it. Yeah, they no made I'm a lot of money, crappy. and they ruined it for everybody. They ruined the history of the game, and they ruined the future well, you know, of the game. So screw best- those guys. Seriously. No, no, I, I,
3: no that's not true. <laughs> I, think, man, I think the way that – I think stat nerds have ruined the game, to be completely honest. What?
0: Oh, God. Here we go.
3: You no, know the
1: best argument you can't I've you against starting that starting pitcher though?
3: can't even go six innings anymore because it's like against uh, – <laughs> You know, stat nerd code now. You know, you yeah, can just you know, winning. We're if you never... have an opener. But we're, never gonna, guy like and... again, we're never gonna see sluggers like that again, man. we're never gonna see sluggers. you know that. the best Slug.
1: argument I've heard against the Char- <laughs> nerds are That's
3: ruining true. the game. Anyway. Sharad, you could go. You you
5: you could go. <laughs> <laughs> you don't... I I you don't... I knew Jimmy Sherrod's was gonna go down Sherrod's this road. Me. The nerds <laughs> ruin the game, lane. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It's the stat ever for everything the now. There, there's a stat and a reason for for everything, and it's just boring. Wait, are you talking you
2: know about what's... the Billy Bean? You know the Billy I... Bean small ball stuff, or what do you mean?
3: Not necessarily. I mean, I understand. That's just playing. Oh, with the, launch with angle
1: it. and stuff, home runs and strikeouts. Yeah, I agree, Jimmy. War the, the game, shit like that. You know, guys, guys, thing, guys.
3: The thing that bugs me now is you can't even get a pitcher to go six innings but anymore. But again,
0: that's always going to happen. You can make the same argument. What are you, Nick? Now the three-pointer ruined basketball. Like, <laughs> oh eventually. no, but the three's fine. The watch. I what get I'm watch saying him. is, boom, boom, people.
1: boom, three swings and People
0: are out. gonna find oh. hacks. They're gonna find more efficient yeah, things to like do. Yeah, like steroids. And the hack is sometimes <laughs> that you 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 gain more from this than that, and sometimes yeah. it's at the detriment of the entertainment of the game. That's what ends up happening sometimes. You find it happened with hockey and neutral zone trap and stuff like that. Like you, there's there's hacks to the games here, and that's what's happening in baseball. You it, can clean them
1: up in baseball, though. But it
0: that's has nothing to do with the steroid argument. The steroid argument just destroyed they, those guys. Destroyed everything. So they anyway, didn't.
1: No, they didn't though. They
3: actually, I think they actually made the game a lot stronger in a lot of ways. You can you can go. Yeah either way with it they they created a lot of baseball fans that are who are still fans today just because and you said
1: this too john game. baseball just watched them nodded so like if they're not going to yeah. ban them who are the writers to ban them you know Am it really just reminds
4: should, us it, it
1: just reminds
2: be. us that uh Peyto's the greatest pitcher of all time because he fanned through those guys sometimes some of the greatest I'm, sluggers
3: i'm gonna say this but you will see Bonds and Clemens in the Hall of Fame, one way or the other. Even though they can't be voted in by the writers anymore, they there's still ways for them to get in. And I guarantee you you'll see them in the Hall of Fame. A long um, time from now,
4: I think. No, A not even. I would say within the
3: next five years.
0: Really? I think they'll I think right. they'll get in. Yeah, I think Bonds and You know what? I, Baseball Bons milked this for ten will. years
3: because nobody gives a shit about the Hall of Fame. Really. Bonds and
0: Clemens will. A Rod actually might too, oddly enough. But um, I think he might. Have. But the the Sosa, Maguire, Palmero guys won't. Anyway, no, we're won't done, play. guys. Bye, bye bye. Don't do, don't do steroids, okay? <laughs> Cedric Maxwell,